Hey there, this is Nathan Agin, and welcome to the Working Actors Journey, bringing you in-depth conversations with actors that have been working professionally for decades. We're continuing with re-airing the text work sessions this week as over 70% of you wanted these as separate episodes. As I mentioned last week, when I go back and listen, I learn something new each time. And from this season alone, we covered Shakespeare, Stoppard, Pinter, Coward, and newer works. So it's a great collection of mini-episodes. Last week was Shakespeare with Armin Shimmerman, and today we have Noel Coward and a different Shakespeare speech with Harry Groner from episode number four. Harry is a triple threat actor, singer, and dancer from Broadway and regional theater and Tony nominee. And if you enjoy the text work, I highly encourage you to check out the full episode with the guest as they are packed with just so much candor, honesty, wisdom, and ideas on life as a working actor. They are fantastic conversations. Today, Harry will be talking about performing the song Mrs. Worthington by Noel Coward and then the Reason Not the Need speech from King Lear. If you're following along, that is in Act 2, Scene 4. So here we go with Harry. Please enjoy the text work. You know, when I think of your work, Harry, and I think of, like, um, you doing the song Mrs. Worthington by Noel Coward, mm-hmm. or uh, I know you played King Lear and, you know, you have, he has, like, the reason not the need speech. You know, you've said that you work on these things very similarly. Yeah. What, what, what does that look like? I mean, can you take us a little bit into how you approach these things? Well, take Worthington, for example. Uh, you have to think of it as who's – you think of it as a scene. You don't think of it as a song. I don't think of it as a song. I think of it as a scene. He, who is this guy talking to? He's talking to this mother who wants the kid to be in this, who wants her daughter to be this. You, 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 you do that and you ask all these questions. And basically what's happening is, you know, you, you think, well, he's going to say it's just not working out, but then she doesn't go away. She keeps staying and mm-hmm. keeps pushing. And that does what? Well, that, that could frustrate you. Until you find, because look at where he ends up. He ends up screaming. He's in a rage at the end of the number. Why? You have to ask those questions. Why is he in a rage? Because she's not going away. She does not accept no for an answer. She's still being there. She's still pushing. It's driving him fucking crazy. So that helps you make the choices about each verse. That makes you, where, where, that helps you create the build for it. Mm-hmm. That helps you. You have to, you have to ask the same question that you do in Lear. Where does he, you know, I've always felt in Lear, I, you know, uh, I think it's a mistake to make him actually in the mad scene, quote, the quote, mad scene, mm-hmm. but he is not mad at all. He's, he, you can't make him mad. You can't make it pathological. You can't make him have uh, an Alzheimer's or a dementia or any of that, because as soon as you do, he's off the hook, and he cannot be off the hook for his hubris and for his blindness mm-hmm. to who he, who he really loves him and, and to what he does at the beginning of the play. You, he, he has to pay for it. Um, I think, as far as Shakespeare is concerned. So, 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 what does that mean? Okay, so why is he behaving the way he's behaving? Well, you just you look at the timeline. You look he, when he leaves. Uh, I believe it's Goneril's house first. He he wakes up early in the morning because he's going to go hunting. So he wakes up very early in the morning. He's eaten whatever he's eaten. He goes with his men. He goes out to hunt. He comes back and has that scene with her. He, she throws him out. 
so he goes, okay, fuck you. I'm going to go to my other daughter. Goes to Reagan. Goes to her. She does the exact same thing. How much time does all this take? Mm-hmm. So you're, 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 now, you're now, by the time he gets to the Heath, uh, I mean, he has not, by the time he gets to, to all, he hasn't eaten or slept in how long? And he's mm-hmm. 80 years old. So we all know what it's like, how you feel if you don't get any sleep whatsoever, and you're hungry. You, 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 your mind starts to go a little bit, you go kind of nuts, you get very irritated, you get, all these things happen to you physically when you have no sleep and no food. And so that's what leads, as far as I'm concerned, that's what leads me to, to him in the mad scene when he's, you know, he comes in and he does, because he knows exactly where he is, he, is, he knows exactly what's going on, he recognizes, I think he recognizes Gloucester right away, he knows exactly, he's blinded, obviously they did it to him, He's gotten it all. He understands. He understands it all. It isn't until he is, he is um, found by his by his daughter, and 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 fed and rested and all that that he's back to himself again. But he's not mad. He can't be mad. You've got to really study and look at the and and imagine the circumstances of each scene. You do the same thing with a song. What do you, the song is is a is a monologue. Every song is a monologue. So what's happening in the monologue? What do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to say? What's the objective? Why are you singing this? What's going on in your life? Ask all those questions. Ask all the same questions you would in a play, in a scene. You ask the same things in a song. And, and depending on the song, it's to different degrees. Some songs are silly. Some, some songs, if you're doing a song time, you've got a lot of work to do. You know, uh, if you're, uh, but you can ask the same thing with an Irving Berlin song, same thing with a Rodgers and Hammerstein, same thing. You ask the same questions. It's just the exact, for me, it's just, it's just the exact same work. There's no difference. And, and don't, don't focus in a in, in a song, don't focus on the sound of it, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, if you're a good singer, the sound is going to be there anyway. So there's, you don't have to worry about the sound of it. Um, just think about the scene. Think about the acting of it, and that will help you. Well, Harry, uh, I mean, this has been such a great conversation. I know I could talk to you and ask you questions for another two or three hours. <laughs> this is this has been a lot of fun. I mean, there, there's so much we didn't cover, but uh, but that's the uh, that's the reality of doing uh, uh, conversations like this. You just can't get to everything. I know, I know. But but l- there, listen, there is one thing I do want to I, I do want to say to your listeners, who are, I I trust will be. Um, there'll be many actors that'll be listening to this, right? Mm-hmm. One of the most, in, ter- in terms of a working process, and some actors don't uh, don't do this, and I guess that's that's all right. But 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 in terms of an acting process and how you will begin to work on a role, the thing that I do most right at the beginning, the the the, the but I mean, but you're, you're working on it as you're doing this. But think what I do right in the beginning is I, I try to get off that script immediately. Get all my lines in my head so that you go to the first rehearsal off book. If you have time, I'm not saying if someone calls you a few days uh, ahead and say, <laughs> says, uh, can you do this part? And you say, yes, that's different circumstances. But if you know at least a month in advance, uh, I've learned a whole place in that, in that time within, you know, that month before the first rehearsal. And it's, it's very possible, uh, to do that while you're learning those lines, you're also doing work. You're also looking at a scene and you're asking questions in your head and you're, you're, you're learning things about the play. You're learning things about the story as you're learning your lines, but you learn your lines, 
you get just get them get them done because if you can come to if you can come to the rehearsal first rehearsal off book and you don't have that book in your hand and the first thing you're doing is you're looking somebody in the eye and you're playing the scene already in your very first how far will you be by the time you get the tech as opposed to the what's the what's the alternative you come in you don't know a word you spend two or three weeks learning all those words and not really being able to play the scene yet fully because you you have the freaking book in your hand. It isn't until you get maybe to the last week of rehearsal before text, and then maybe after you open two or three weeks, you know, into the run. If it's a, I mean, if it's only a four week run, by the second week, third week, you're starting to really cook, and the scenes are really starting to be to, to show something. And the only reason that is is because you all know your words, and so. If you can already in the first in your first week begin to experience what it's like in your fourth week, how far along would you already be by the time you actually get to your fourth week hmm. in terms of in terms of 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 what you've discovered in the play you've also discovered what you don't need mm-hmm. you've discovered the better choices you've had time you know I've heard so many actors say in the run saying, oh, my God, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have made that choice. Well, you might have learned that if you'd already been off book. And you already, you know, you could discover it. I know that I've been doing this for a very, very long time, and it's always paid off, always, mm-hmm. because you, 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 you look. And it also helps the other actors. Uh, it, 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 it fuels them. It spurs them on. They go, oh, my God, he's already off book. Well, and so they start getting off book. And the quicker everybody else is off book, the quicker you start playing those scenes. And it's also, you're not, you're not holding anyone back. You're not holding the other actors back. You're not holding the director back. Many times the director is just waiting for you. The director is sitting there waiting for you all to know your words so that he can start his work or she can start their work. So in terms of a process, get off book as quick as you can. If you have the time, just get off book as quick as you can, preferably the entire play, first rehearsal certainly if you're playing uh, uh, certainly if you're playing uh uh not playing a major role in the play there's no reason why you can't sure you know if you're playing the lead in in a play and it's very and it's very uh verbal you know you 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 work and work and work until you get it but if you're if you don't have that many words to learn if you're playing second and third lead there's no reason why you can't already be off book there's just no reason why you can't be you don't have that much to learn learn it and get in there and just work. It's amazing what you'll discover. Hey guys, Nathan here one more time. Hope you enjoyed this excerpt. If you're not already subscribed, quick reminder to do so so that you don't miss anything ahead. And if you can take a minute to rate and review this on Google Podcasts or iTunes, that will help others find and learn more about this show. I appreciate all comments and thank you so much for doing that. Be sure to visit WorkingActorsJourney.com for show notes and more, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Nathan Agan, and thanks for listening.